What's up? Long time no talk. It's been a week. It's been a week since we've had an episode. It's crazy. Anyway, we need to talk about Justin Roiland again because he is officially off of Adult Swim. He's no longer part of Rick and Morty. He's also out of Squanch Games. He's no longer the CEO of the game company that he created. So everybody's wondering what happens with Rick and Morty because it's still Adult Swim says they're still going to move forward with it. Last week I said that I didn't I don't know how I don't know how you replace Justin Roiland. It's a pretty unique voice that he has. The games are easier because he's not so deeply ingrained in the thing, but Rick and Morty is is an entirely different story. He's he's both main characters and a lot of the secondary characters. So how do you how do you replace that? I had some serious serious doubts about how Adult Swim was going to move forward with this until I ran across an article with Business Insider talking about a TikTok star, I guess is what we're calling him, who can do pretty, pretty good impressions of both Rick and Morty. So I'm going to play this. And this is Justin Roiland himself reacting to this guy's impression, which is kind of crazy. That's, that's, that's like, that's scary, scary, scary close. If you were to play that next to me doing it, people would have a hard time knowing which was which. Just because I can go, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm 14, right? Doesn't mean that, doesn't mean that I'm the guy, right? Or just because I can say, hey, I'm Pickle Rick, wibble a jump jump doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean that I'm the, the guy who does Rick. I'm not Justin Roiland. Just because I can go, ah, Mr. Macy, look at me! I just want to die! Does not mean that I'm Justin Roiland. Just because I can go, this castle is in unacceptable condition! So, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good uh, potential replacement there. So, perhaps I was mistaken in thinking that it was. A voice that was unique enough that it would be difficult to to imitate but uh that appears to not be the case which explains why partially why adult swim is moving forward with rick and morty even with justin roiland being out the next question is can is the com- the comedy is obviously going to be different but is it going to be written in a similar manner right uh is it going to have the same kind of feel or is it going to be entirely different is it is it not going to be as sharp is it not going to be as dark what what's it going to evolve into with justin roiland being out of the writing room and that's really the the, probably the major component outside of his voice is rick and morty is written in such a unique way that it takes two damn years to get a freaking season out um so i I mean i i don't know what's going to happen with that i 
I really think it's going to change. I don't think it's going to be... I don't think it's going to be as dark, really, as it used to be. We're going to have to find out. Um, there, I mean, there are people that want it just canceled, straight out canceled. I was reading an article in uh, Forbes, and the guy that was talking about that, he was he's tasked with doing video games and TV, pop culture. He just straight up hates Rick and Morty. He hates everything to do with Justin Roiland. <laughs> it's it's kind of it was kind of weird to read that article there are people that just would rather it not exist which goes back to what we were talking about last week is how do you separate the art from the artist or can you that guy in forbes just can't he just sees anything with justin Roiland attached to it and he automatically hates it but and again it's it's important to note here that he he hasn't been convicted of anything. He's only been accused of something that happened in 2020. So we don't know if he's guilty or not. We don't know what actually happened. All we know is that he's been accused of felony domestic battery, of false imprisonment, like serious, serious shit that will land him if he's guilty will land him in jail for a while a while several years so some people can't handle that they can't separate that even just the accusation from what we've seen with rick and morty and adult swim is kind of rolling the dice here and assuming that people can separate the two that it's not that bad it's not bad enough to where people don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole part of that is because they already paid for a bunch of episodes 700 episodes or something so i mean that money's already been spent they're going to try to recuperate it in some way interesting interesting situation here especially for adult swim like I said, Squanch Games can move on. They it doesn't it doesn't have to have anything to do with Justin Roiland. They can do whatever they want. It's the one game. It's finished. It's out in the wild, and <laughs> he only plays one of the guns, so it doesn't really it doesn't really affect the game even with DLC. So that's pretty safe. I just don't. I mean, Hulu as well is going to struggle with solar opposites if they're going to continue that show which less known less well known but also has less to do with justin roiland himself so it's kind of it'll be interesting to see how hulu deals with this justin roiland for sure is out with hulu though So they'll have to, if they decide to move forward with Solar Opposites, they're going to have to find a a voice actor as well. Is it going to be the same voice actor? Is it going to be a different voice actor that they pick? Are they, or are they going to partner up with uh, Adult Swim and find a voice actor for the sake of continuity? (laughs) It's, it's an interesting problem. And then on top of that, the question arises, you know, if if Justin Roiland is found innocent of this, what what then? His reputation has kind of taken a serious hit. 
how do you come back from that or can you and let's assume that he's found guilty how do you how does he come back from that or can he can he ever be seen as reformed can will he ever have a career in entertainment ever again the answer is probably not probably not um it's just not it's not something that people are willing to forgive or forget ever it seems that anytime you do something that lands you in legal trouble uh the general consensus is that you are forever a bad person and you can never do anything to redeem yourself <laughs> uh obviously there are exceptions to that but it, it just kind of in general seems to be that way specifically with some of the issues outside of the outside of the civil matter matter uh the accusations that he was inappropriately messaging underage girls that i mean we have receipts for that so that that's kind of a that's that's an issue obviously because we you know we still don't know not to get into conspiracy theory territory but i mean it, it they're Anyway, specifically because we know that there, Hollywood has a serious issue with pedophilia. You talk about Harvey Weinstein and a bunch of a bunch of different directors and recruiters, actors who have been engaged in that kind of thing. We don't know who Jeffrey Epstein was dealing with. Still, still, even though his uh, associate and co-conspirator girlfriend whatever she was is was found guilty and is in jail for human trafficking it's kind of ridiculous that we don't know who was attached to that outside of those two regardless the point is we don't take very kindly to that kind of that kind of thing thankfully it wasn't worse or hopefully it wasn't worse than some inappropriate messages, but it's it's bad news for Justin Roiland and his future. So, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's going to be a difficult situation to to fetter out for sure. But there are tons and tons of people involved in this with millions of dollars i'm sure they are going to figure it out come hell or high water which kind of brings us to something else i want to talk about so robin and i went to see the movie megan which features a an artificial intelligence and i'm not going to talk about spoilers but it raised a lot of very good questions for me so chat gpt is out there. We talked about that. We talked about how it could very easily replace games journalists, and it can. It absolutely can. I was just reading an article discussing Chat GPT and it, 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 and what it could possibly replace, what industries it could replace, and one of those they mentioned was journalism. And the, but the thing that they said was a problem, quote unquote, problem with chat GPT is that it has problems giving good citations. And I read that and I'm like, please, 
when has a games journalist ever given good citations? They all just copy IGN or whatever. <laughs> so it's like, and if you remember from a couple of weeks ago, they just straight up lied in one of those articles that it was a two-year-old article that they were trying to paint as being from last year talking about Google Stadia and its number of monthly users. They're like, oh, it's got 750,000 monthly users, but that was inaccurate. That was in the year 2020. So we don't know how many users were actually there last year. Chat GPT, the point is that Chat GPT can absolutely replace games journalists. No problem. No problem whatsoever. So going back to Megan and Chat GPT, the the issue is that this toy raises this little girl, right? And I'm not gonna get again, I'm not gonna get into spoilers, but I see this a lot at the at the restaurant. Parents just sit their kid in front of a phone or a tablet or whatever and have very little to no interaction with this kid. And even when they try to get their attention to like put in an order or like do you want orange juice or pineapple juice? And like the kid is so locked into the fucking tablet that they won't answer. It's it, it's that reality is kind of there and it raises the question. It begs the question. What, how far do we take this? And like, at what point do we start asking the questions? Like should Google have on hand a, company philosopher for example and you might be saying well why a philosopher you know why not an ethicist and the, the answer is they already have an ethicist there was a whole whole thing about ethicists leaving google because of what they were developing but it's it's more to me you need to have a philosopher because if you're getting if you're getting into this kind of level of technology where you have chat gpt or da vinci is it da vinci uh the the art ai you need to talk about at what point does this represent intelligence and what is intelligence and how smart is it and is it responsible going to the example of journalism is it responsible for the accuracy or inaccuracy of those articles or is the person who write or wrote the code for it or employs it, are they responsible for it in any, any inaccuracies that exist there? Imagine there's a, a scenario where IGN just uses chat GPT and it comes up with some off the wall, crazy story about how Squanch games was really just a money laundering thing for Justin Roiland. And all the money was coming from, I don't know, whatever, uh, imagine something awful or some, some amazing news that Fable is coming out in six months, you know, and they're already ready and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but it's not true. Neither of those stories are true. Who, who then bears responsibility? Is it IGN or is it chat GPT? And what, what level of responsibility do they have? If you say, well, both will, how much responsibility does IGN have? How much responsibility does ChatGPT have? Those are the questions that we have to start asking with this kind of technology. 
which I found really, really fascinating. Going back to this article, this guy was talking about how chat GPT specifically could, I mean, it's capable of writing code. We know that it was partially developed to find errors in code. So it could help with the video game industry, you know, coding the basic parts of the video game. But, I mean, we we had huge issues with coding <laughs> in Cyberpunk. So, like, again, if, if, if you have an issue like Cyberpunk, are you going to blame CD Projekt Red or are you going to blame ChatGPT who wrote the code, who wrote the AI, who then wrote the code? I mean, those are the issues that I see coming up in the near future. And as far as I can tell, not only do we not have answers to those questions, we're not even asking the question. We're not even asking, should, should companies have a philosopher on hand to deal with this kind of AI? Or is that even possible? Can you even have somebody who is kind of directing the the development of this AI into a form that is usable because part of the issue is is unintended consequences. And Robin and I were talking about that. It's like it's like we're in Jurassic Park where any random person can create this code that can handle this machine learning from the internet and become very <laughs> very uh good at pretending to be intelligent but what are the consequences of that you know it's just like jurassic park we're just doing things because we can not asking if we should and not really thinking about the consequences of it you know maybe to a a limited extent we're thinking oh you know maybe we shouldn't allow it access to these areas of the internet but everything else is fair game you see it with the art AI. People are artists are saying that they're because the thing is using in some some instances using their artwork to compile a new piece of art that it's plagiarism, it's cheating off of them, and they need to be compensated. So in that scenario, we're being forced to ask the question: Who is responsible for this thing? But as far as chat GPT, we haven't we haven't run across that. We haven't even asked the question. At least I haven't seen it pop up. So just interesting things to talk about. Uh, yeah, so I think we're going to close it out for today and we'll pick it up on Monday and we'll have a full week on Monday. And this will be the, the one blemish in the year. That's the that's the goal here. So with that, I hope you have a good rest of your day. We'll catch you next time. Peace.